Colts got the 2017 win over the Chiefs. But you know what? There are some people who are still upset. And there are things to clean up. So we're going to talk about five different things that the Colts have to do better this Sunday in order to beat the Titans at Lucas Oil Stadium. And if you want to get upset about them, you can get upset about them. It's a free country. You can do what you want. You can get upset about the Colts following a win against the Chiefs. There are a lot of people like that making comments on the channel, and that's just fine. That doesn't bother me that you're upset. It seems silly. Zero, one, and one, and you beat the Chiefs, and people are saying, well, you really didn't play very well. That's not a reason to be upset. That's a reason to be happy. We're going to give you a reason to be happy, and we're going to talk about three Colts that right now are kind of unheralded and not getting the props that maybe they deserve. And for one of these guys, you know what? Yesterday was a big day, and we saw that it was a big day, but he hadn't gotten the props that he deserved for his level of play the first two games. See if you can guess who that is. We're going to talk a little bit about Indiana basketball because there's good news for Indiana basketball. There's also bad news for Indiana basketball, and they're the same piece of news. It's just looking at it through a different lens. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl, which is going away. Who is going to reinvent it? The great Peyton Manning is going to reinvent the Pro Bowl. For the people who think that Peyton Manning is going to wind up coaching in the NFL, you're out of your minds. This guy is going to make so much money with Omaha Productions, it is going to dwarf whatever he might be paid to coach or run a franchise in the NFL. Ridiculous. He is doing it right. And if you do media right, you're going to make a lot of money. If you do it wrong, not so much. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Pacers. Every day, the Pacers way. Let's go. Training camp starting tomorrow. We don't talk a lot about the Pacers because, frankly, people just don't care. I love the Pacers. I'm going to talk about the Pacers, but we always kind of push it back toward the end. And that's what we do. So let's talk about sports. And, and remember, you know what? This is Inside Indiana Sports with Kent Sterling, and it's Monday, September 26, 2022. And we're brought to you by the great people at BUSR. You want to get into wagering a little bit? Here's a great way to do it. Go to BUSR.com backslash Kent. Deposit, your initial deposit, up to 1000 They're going to match in free play. Plus, if you deposit more than 100 you get 25 bucks in free casino chips. How great is that? Well, it's really great. Uh-huh. So go do that. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you, uh, you ring the bell so every time we go live, you get a notice. And make sure and like. If you like and you're a subscriber, oh, what's in the prize egg this week? It's Pacers-related. So if you don't want something Pacers-related, no, it's still cool. It's unbelievable. You're going to love it. So, like, subscribe. Let's go. Why, why wouldn't people love something from the Pacers? I don't know. Uh, all right, five things. But again, subscribe. Thank you, Edward. Very, very nice. Celebratory donation. We like that. That is good. That gives me something to celebrate about something to celebrate already, which is nice. Here are five things that the Colts have to clean up in order for us to celebrate again next week. Number five, Frank Reich. One of three on fourth down conversions yesterday. 
He was 0 for 2 in Jacksonville. He was 0 for 1 at Houston. That's 1 for 6 total. Here's the thing about going for it on fourth down. You either sacrifice three points or you sacrifice about 43 yards in net yardage, and that's 43% of the field, and that's a long way. 43 yards is the gift that keeps on giving if you don't pick up the fourth down. And to convert one out of six is just not going to get it done. The, the fourth down conversion they had yesterday, utterly necessary, but also nobody was saying, oh, don't go for it here. It was in the fourth quarter, under seven minutes left. It was fourth and one. So they called the QB sneak, and they get it. QB sneak, I like. If you got a foot, you're going to make it. If you go fourth and four, like they did against the Titans at Lucas Oil Stadium last year, up 14-0, and you're on their 40, that is just too dumb to contemplate. Frank Reich's got to be better, and these idiots from MIT ought to be fired. Look, there's a reason why there hadn't ever been an MIT graduate that has coached a professional football team, ever, to my knowledge. Don't employ them. Send them packing. Take your abacus, take your chism bop, take your uh, TI-30 calculator, and get the hell out of town. Go do something else, be an accountant to help people save money on their taxes. The hell? Strong go! Dark green. Get the hell out of here. All right, number four, the offensive line needs help. Look, Reich has got to open up the offense a little bit, and this was the case with Phillip Rivers, too, where if you don't open it up some and you don't throw it deep some, they're just going to keep cheating toward the line of scrimmage, and they're going to blitz their asses off, the defense will, because there's no penalty to blitzing. If you can't penalize a team for blitzing, they're going to continue to blitz. That's just human nature. There has got to be a consequence for the blitzing, or the blitzing will continue. That's basic parenting. That's parenting 101 and coaching 101. If you don't make people pay, they're going to continue the same behavior. And you can't have that level of blitzing. You've got to make them pay. Frank, make them pay. Ryan's still got an arm. Have him throw it to somebody downfield, for God's sake. Uh, Pierce, we saw him run a 4-4 at the Combine. We know he can run. You'd keep telling us that Paris Campbell can run. When are you going to utilize him as a deep threat? Uh, number three. Oh, this one. All right. Uh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, Jacksonville is starting to believe in themselves. If you saw Trevor Lawrence's post-game press conference after yesterday's win against the Chargers, you saw a guy who's starting to like fit his swag. And, and he's trying the swag out. And boy, oh boy, if they don't lose this weekend in Philadelphia, that train is rolling down the track, downhill, and it's going to be damn tough to stop. And you've got to get that win in week six against the Jaguars or the AFC South could be decided by week 10. And that is not what anybody wants. We do not want the Jaguars believing in themselves at all. So let's not have that happen. Let's not have Doug Peterson say to the, the Jaguars that he coaches, like Trevor Lawrence, hey, you know what? I've coached a Super Bowl champion less than a decade ago. 
And you guys, you guys are starting to smell like Super Bowl champions. We don't want him to say that kind of stuff, and we sure don't want the players believing it with the Jaguars. We need Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts and Fletcher Cox and all the Eagles to man up this week and go kick the living hell out of the Jaguars in Philly or the Colts have got a problem. The least you can do, Nick. The least you can do. All right, number two, Colts insistence on a patty cake preseason. That crap has got to stop. You got to get busy in the preseason and you got to get after people. You got to practice with intensity and you've got to play preseason games and you got to get after it. Because if you don't, you get what the Colts have gotten. How long has it been since the Colts got, I think they started 3-1 and one in 2020, I think. Other than that, this has been terrible. They haven't won an opener since 2013. you got to get after it like the Chiefs do. Chiefs, they do nothing but win in September unless they're playing at Lucas Oil Stadium. And number one, the trade for Wentz cost the Colts a first-round draft pick, and that first-round draft pick was utilized on Jahan Dotson. How different would this team be with the addition of Jahan Dotson, right? I don't care what Wentz brought to the party last year. Nine and eight, didn't get to the playoffs. You either go to the tournament or you don't go to the tournament. Nine and eight is not the kind of, you know, consolation prize that I'm looking for. That draft pick, Jahan Dotson, how good, although... He wasn't real good yesterday. Uh, had two catches, eight targets, 10 yards. First two games for the Commanders, he was pretty good, though. That trade, when you when you bust on a first-round pick, it sets your franchise back five years. Gil Brandt has always said that, and he's right. And that trade, that's a busted first-round pick. One thing to be happy about with the Colts, among all the things, they didn't play great yesterday. There were flaws in what the Colts did. They didn't have to play perfectly to beat the Chiefs or allow the Chiefs to beat themselves, right? Bad behavior. Chris Jones, naughty, impolite, yelling at Matt Ryan. But the Skymore drop of the punt, oh, baby, that was huge. Those mistakes will always come back to bite you in the end. And it bit the Chiefs yesterday much to my delight and your delight. Thank God the Colts didn't take Sky Moore. Colts don't win that game yesterday if they take Sky Moore instead of Alec Pierce. That's true. Uh, overlooked Colts from the first three weeks, Stephon Gilmore is atop the list. Last, yeah, like you look at the box score, five tackles, one pass defense. Think, okay, that's all right. Stephon Gilmore was awesome yesterday, and he has been really good through three weeks. Worth every penny as a lockdown corner. That dude's playing his ass off. Another guy playing his ass off, especially yesterday, was Quiddy Pay. Every time I looked up, there's Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay is around the football a lot, pursuing the football a lot, getting there, not as often as you'd like. But I think he's playing really, really hard. He's playing with intensity. I love Quiddy Pay. Three tackles yesterday, one tackle for loss. Got to get to the quarterback a little bit more, but I think he's going to do that. And then Rodney McLeod yesterday, five tackles, two passes, defense, an interception. Rodney McLeod, a 12-year veteran. This is his 12th year in the NFL. He plays hard. 
really had 11 or 12 years. I think he was an undrafted free agent in 12, so had to make 11 seasons. But at any rate, Rodney McLeod got it done yesterday and ended the game with that interception. He knows where to be, and people asking where was Nick Cross yesterday? Nick Cross doesn't know the defense. Schematically, he winds up being out of alignment, and you can't be with Gus Bradley. Rodney McLeod knows how to do it, and so he is doing it. Good news and bad news for IU basketball. They are picked to be the champions of the Big Ten. That's the good news. The bad news is they are picked to be the Big Ten champions by Andy Katz and Jeff Goodman. Who made Jeff Goodman an expert on anything? Who, where did that come from? What does he know about a damn thing? I, I don't much care for Jeff Goodman. i got to be honest with you. Uh, Andy Katz, I can kind of, you know, okay, Andy Katz. What are you going to do? Um, but I think he's, he's trying to be to college basketball what Adam Schefter is to the NFL. And who wants to be that? This is what you aspire to in your career, really? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'd, Andy Katz, I can, like I said, I can live with uh, Jeff Goodman. Absolutely, under no circumstances do I pay any attention to what he says, unless it relates to Indiana basketball. And when it does, I put no stock in it whatsoever. So there's your good news. There's your bad news. Uh, the Pro Bowl, thank God, done, and as a Beautiful, like, bloom on top of the bouquet. Peyton Manning and his Omaha Productions, they're going to reimagine it. They're going to have a skills competition, and it's going to be a lot of fun because that's what Peyton Manning does. Peyton Manning has fun. He does not like being bored. The Pro Bowl has been boring since about 1974, and so it's going to be reimagined in in Peyton's uh, mind and that's what we're going to see, and I love it. Uh, Pacers training camp begins tomorrow. The Fan Jam is Sunday, October 9th at noon at Cambridge Fieldhouse. Sunday. Oh, no, you're thinking. Colts game. No. The Colts play the previous Thursday. The Pacers weren't. They didn't just fall off a turnip truck. They know when to schedule events that don't coincide with a Colts game, for God's sake. Pacers, what are they going to be this year? They're going to be more fun to watch. They're going to be really young. Once they get rid of Miles Turner, we're going to stop yelling about him, and, and that's going to make it even more fun. But you got to get rid of Miles Turner. Um, I think everybody gets that. Um, they're going to need some time to become cohesive, the Pacers will, and I can't wait for that to happen because I like it when the Pacers are good, and the Pacers are not going to be too terribly good this year. Maybe 27 wins, 29 wins, that would be okay. For this Pacers team, Tyrese Halliburton is going to be good. I'm telling you. Going to be really good. I, I like Chris Duarte a lot. You, know, you got guys. Jalen Smith is going to be good. They found a way to keep him. I like the way Kevin Pritchard now is doing business. It's about the future. It's about banking draft picks, which is what I wanted him to do. And I have counseled him to do multiple times. Now, finally... Off we go. Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Ken. I can't wait to talk to you then. Subscribe, like, and you win what's in the egg if your name is pulled. Giving away a piece of memorabilia once a week until it's gone. It's what we do. Um, 
can't wait for breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, right? I can't. I, I can't speak for you, though. 